On my recent business trip, I was talking to a client of mine and during the session, I made a comment. I said, heavy is the head that weighs the crown. What did I mean by that? I mean, as a CEO, you have a lot of things on your shoulders and a lot of things on your plate. And it's not always simple. It can be the most rewarding and joyous thing you can do being a CEO of a company. And it can be the most frustrating and time consuming thing on your plate as well. The problem is people conflate business owner with CEO. And to go even further, once people become a CEO, they don't have the right mindset it takes to maintain being a CEO. So today's show, I want to do a lady CEO call out. And I know some of you are going to want to be mad at me and you're going to want to fight me. But listen, (laughs) you guys know I speak the truth. I tell it like it is. Being an effective CEO is not easy. It is a job in itself. It is a trip on your mentals. Let me tell you, I have been at this for a very long time. And even there are days when even I think I'm not doing it right. But you know what? I created my podcast. I created Mogul Chicks. I created the magazine and the networks and all that other stuff to help you guys navigate the world of being a CEO and a female founder, because I wish I had something like this when I was coming up. But when you transition into a CEO role, and trust me, a lot of you are not ready for that yet. A lot of you are great as business owners, you know, because you're not ready for that next level. But when you do, there, I've seen a lot of people on social media that call themselves CEO and they're so not ready to be a CEO because they don't understand the weight and responsibility responsibility that comes with it. Also, I think a lot of times it's ego that people label themselves CEO when they know they're not ready for it. But let me tell you, today I have a great podcast episode for you because we're going to clarify all of that. I'm going to get to some triggers And I know some of you are going to be a little upset with me, but that's fine. Like I said earlier, you're going to want to fight me, but you know what? Hey, it is what it is. I keep it real. I keep it raw and I keep it honest. So let's jump into it. So tell me, I need you to ask yourself two questions first. Do I have what it takes to be a true CEO? And what does it mean to be a CEO, especially in my field? Welcome back to another episode of Mogul Chicks Chat. I'm your host, Adrienne Graham. I'm the CEO and proud founder of Mogul Chicks LLC, and that's Chicks with an X. I am a serial entrepreneur and a self-made businesswoman who is a strategic business growth advisor, published author, mentor, and investor. We help female founders of color grow and scale profitable job-creating companies and eventually get their company's investment ready. We also help groom them into dynamic leaders and CEOs and build legacy wealth in the process. Mogul Chicks is a mindset, a way of life, if you will, and a blueprint for female founders who want to build a legacy of wealth and a generational business empire. We provide strategic business growth solutions and a platform for resources, mentoring, networks, and education. Our mission is to take your company from flat to profit generating to job creating to investment ready. 
My personal mission is to help you build and run a better company, reimagine the way you do business, and build lasting wealth. Oh, and before I forget, be sure to tag at MogulChicks using the hashtag MogulChicksChat on social media. Make sure you rate the show and leave a comment. It helps people find us. Share the love, share the love. Okay, let's get to it. According to the definition, at least by Investopedia, a CEO or the chief executive officer is the highest ranking executive in a company whose primary responsibility usually includes making major corporate decisions and managing the overall operations and resources of a company. Broadly speaking, a chief executive officer's primary responsibility includes acting as the main point of communication between the board of directors and corporate operations. In many cases, the chief executive officer or CEO serves as the public face of the company. Now, in all of that, did you hear me say anything about the CEO does every job in the company? Did you hear me say that the CEO is the only person who can deliver the results to the clients or customers? Did you hear me say that the CEO is the only person with the expertise who could ever do the work in the company? Nope, you sure did not. You did not hear me say that. And you know what? It's funny because a lot of times there's this big argument on social media about who's a CEO, what a CEO does. I'm a CEO, you're not a CEO and all this other, you know what? Uh, it is so crazy. It is so crazy. I get tired of it because I'll do a search on somebody's company or I'll get to know them. And look, I'm not calling nobody out. I'm not throwing no shade. I'm just speaking the truth and this is what it is. But I'll speak to someone and after we've had a conversation, I've determined or ascertained that they're a business owner. A business owner is different from a CEO, as we all know. A CEO has a, a level of autonomy and a level of disconnect. I don't know if I should use the word disconnect, but a slight level of disconnect where they're not involved intimately in the day-to-day -day of the company. Now you go on social media, you see all these people out here who are having these fancy copy, fancy graphics, fancy events. I'm flying on private jets. I'm doing masterminds and I'm, I'm on Inc. 5,500, whatever, whatever, whatever. First of all, to get on Inc., you got to pay a fee to get on that. So I hate to burst anybody's bubble, but that's the truth. It is the truth. Um, look it up. You can find it yourself. However, that's neither here nor there. I don't care about that. But what we find when we peel back all the layers is that this person is the cook, the baker, the candlestick maker, the cleaner, the, the maid, the everything in their company. They are the company. That does not make you a CEO. It doesn't. I'm sorry. It does not. When you are the person, when you are the talent, when you are the expertise in your company, it is very hard to get to a level of exit. And when I say exit, I mean like selling your company. Now, I know a lot of you are not there. You're not thinking about that. And I always tell my my, my clients, you have, a, have to have a succession plan. You know, you have to decide who you want to turn the company over to eventually. Then you have to decide if you want to get to a point when you get to a certain revenue amount, where you feel if you want to sell your business. Now, if my company, if Mogul Chicks, for instance, was the Adrian show and it's all about Adrian and Adrian's writing, Adrian's recordings, Adrian's talent, Adrian's consultant, 
I would have a hard time selling that because guess what? When I sell the company, there's no more Adrian. Sure, I could stay on board as a consultant or you know managing director or something like that, but it would no longer be about me. Let me tell you something. The first thing I wanna share with you guys today is stop doing everything yourself. You need to hire a team. You have to, there's no way around that. You can get upset with me if you want, but it's the truth. Because eventually what's gonna happen is you're gonna be at capacity. You're gonna limit your amount of revenue you can make. You're gonna max out the hours that you can spend. Your relationships are gonna suffer. Your health is gonna suffer. And you're gonna get resentful. How do I know this? Because I've been there. You guys know I don't speak about nothing that I haven't experienced myself. And um, all of those things are very bad things that could happen to you in your business. And I don't want you to experience that, which is why we're having this conversation today. So start getting into practice of looking at what does my team look like? How can I start eventually delegating out work and pass on responsibilities to well-managed, capable individuals? What does that look like for me? How do I map that out? funny you ask. I'm not going to share that on this podcast because I pay, you know, you got to pay for that. But I sat down with my client this past week and then I did a revenue strategies, which turned into something wholly different than just revenue. But we were all mapping out what teams look like and all of that, you know, and they saw it for the first time. They saw what the potential could be. So start thinking about that. Start thinking about who you can train in your methodology, who are already gifted, who are already smart as a whip and can be effective to your clients. Unless you are a physician, um, therapist, uh, massage therapist, anything that you, the, the knowledge has to come from you solely, it's not sustainable, you know, you can't be the single solo consultant in your business because what gets to a, you get to a point where you cannot take on any more work and you severely hinder your revenue making opportunities. So, and, and I'm not talking about those of you who are like, well, I could do a group coaching program where I could do a course and I can set it and forget it and I can make money in my sleep. Listen, those all have high turnover rates. Those are like shot in the dark. If you don't get it right, people are gonna bail. They're gonna jump ship. And then what are you gonna be doing? Figuring out how to keep getting new clients. Again, not your job as a CEO. That's what you hire a business development person for. And you know, when I mentioned a business development person before in the past, people often flinch like, what do I need that for? I don't need a sales. I, I do the sales. I know my business better than anybody. Yeah, that might be. But again, you need to start divesting yourself from the day to day if you want to consider yourself a CEO. The next part of that is a CEO makes power moves and smart decisions, okay? Part of that is allowing the right people in your orbit. I did a post today for Mogul Moose Friday and talked about how your network impacts your net worth. That is a truth bomb for real. So you need to think about who you surround yourself with and, and how they have a direct impact on how you move or how far you go. 
you know, I shared that I'm this black Puerto Rican chick from the projects in New York, in the Bronx. And, you know, back in the day, there was an assumption, even though I was a smart, I was smart as hell, y'all. I was in gifted classes and all of that until I messed it up because I got rebellious. But that's a whole other story. But I was a smart chick in school and in the gifted classes. But in the neighborhood that I grew up with, grew up in, the consensus was mostly from white people. Let's just be real. That because I lived and grew up in the projects, um, that I would be a statistic. You know, I had both of my parents in the household. A lot of people, there were people, not a lot, but back then growing up in the seventies and the eighties, there were people in my circle who their parents were divorced or maybe had never been married. That wasn't my experience. My parents were together throughout my whole life, my whole childhood. Um, and so I had my mom and my dad in there. You know, the other assumption was that I would be relegated to, if I made it out of high school and maybe did some college, the most I could do is get a city job. That's not any shade. My daddy was a city worker. Okay. He worked for New York city housing authority until the day he died. And I have friends that work for the city. There's no, nothing shameful about working for the city. If you are an employee type person, I am not, I always had higher hopes for myself. I always had a higher design in mind for, for my uh, life. You know, my family used to call me all the names, bougie and all this other stuff. And, and sometimes they still do, but it's because I knew that there was something different out there. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know how to ar articulate what I needed or what I wanted. And I didn't know who I needed to be around. You know, um, I didn't know how the game was played. So I had to learn, force myself to learn how to network, get out there and meet people. And it wasn't easy at that time because a lot of the rooms that I was getting into, there were nobody that looked like me. There were very few women, definitely not any women of color. And, you know, I learned from a bunch of white men in the beginning. I really did. You know, being the only one, the only woman or the only woman of color sometimes or one of very few, that scared the shit out of me. But you know what? I kept it pushing because I knew that I wanted to build companies and I wanted to grow and be a CEO. I wanted to be able to own my time. I wanted to be able to make money, still be able to do what I love and be able to create jobs. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I started forming these bonds and these building these relationships with these power players, you know, and I um, gave them the opportunity to know me and understand me and what I did. And the most important thing was that where they understood where I was trying to go, what I wanted to do, what my vision was, my mission, all of that. And they were so happy to help me. Um, and just a caveat with the exception of one, all of them were white women. Let's just put that out there. Okay. So building out my, my kind of inner circle, if you will, my mentor team, um, a lot of times some of the women are like, I'm not a mentor. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Even though like some people tell me you're a coach. I'm like, I'm not a coach, but you know, these were people that stood, they stood by me. One of my mentors comes from a billionaire family. You know, they're in the, the investment banking industry and she owns an actual whole WNBA team. You know, another mentor is a media giant that I have, not Oprah, but she is like 30 years in the game. Another one is a high level serial entrepreneur who turned into a venture capitalist. You know, I have another one that's my, my ace. She lives in New York. She is a former attorney turned investor, serial entrepreneur and a philanthropist, you know, and I can go on and on, but I started aligning myself with people who made power moves, who made power decisions and could get doors open for me as a CEO. 
your inner circle is so crucial and so vital to your success. It really is. I'm living proof, you know? All of these power connections wouldn't have happened if I'm not invested in learning how to build relationships, which brings me to my next point. A lot of you are not building relationships. Look, I get it. Social media is to put yourself out there and all of this, but some of the stuff that I'm seeing out there, some of you ladies need to take that damn chip off your shoulder because you're trying to make it seem like I'm a boss. I'm bossed up. I'm this, I'm that. Let me tell you something. Some people, not all, some people, when I get on the phone with them and, and break down through that and have like real talk conversations, it is nothing like they appear on their social media. Okay. I don't say that to bust anybody's bubble. I don't say that to down anyone or whatever. What I am saying is I'm giving you an opportunity to really check yourself and really look and start letting that ego drop some. You're fierce. You're fabulous. Nobody, nobody contests that, but nobody is, operates alone in a silo. Nobody, no woman is an island onto herself. You have to build power connections. You have to start being strategic and getting with the right people and making the right moves so that you can flourish as a CEO. Trust me when I tell you this, you know, ego does nothing for you. It may put up a defense for you so that you can be like, well, sticks and stones, you know, or I don't care what people say about me and all. And that's fine because to a certain extent, I'm the same way. I don't give a shit what people say about me on the outside. You know, if you're not affecting my livelihood, if you are not affecting my family, if you're not affecting my health or my pockets, I really don't care what you have to say. But there's a fine line in that. There's a nuance in that. You know, some of y'all are just, when I look at your post, it's like, well, damn, calm down some. You don't have to be that hostile. You don't have to be that, you know, we get it. You fabulous. Okay. But why the hostility? I think that has a lot to do with not trusting people, not being able to be around the right people. Um, and, and it's hard, you know, it's hard. I, I've been there. I know I've had people steal my ideas. I've had people copy me. I've had people talk about me. I've had all kinds of stuff, you know, but I'm 53 years old at the time of this recording. And I've learned that the only thing that matters is how I feel really. As long as I'm providing or projecting excellence and I'm helping other people and I'm getting the clients that I have the results well, beyond the results that they've been, been looking for and my family is happy and I'm healthy. That's all that matters. I don't care what social media thinks about me. Yeah, I post, but you don't see me doing Facebook lives every day and trying to get it to, I don't give a shit. You know why? And let's just be real. And when I had my session the other day, everybody was shaking their head. Yes. Facebook is not a place to get top quality clients for real. It's not, you may get a few, you may get a couple. A lot of times with all the people that are following me, they either can't afford what I offer or they're not ready. And that doesn't make them bad people. They are not, don't, don't mistake what I'm saying. I am not saying Facebook people are bad. I'm saying that most of the Facebook people in my orbit are not ready for what I have to offer. And that's okay. That is okay. I'm mostly on Facebook to get to know people, to laugh, to make jokes. And some of y'all are hilarious. Nicole Barham. Yes, I did shout you out because that chick keeps me laughing. 
you know, and it's not about who am I selling to, you know? Yeah. I'll post information about courses I have coming up or the network, you know, membership and, and the magazine and podcasts and, and writing opportunities. All of the clients that I get for one-on-one consulting, they don't come to me as a result of my, my Facebook antics. They don't come to me because of me, you know, being, showing my face every single day. They come based on some of the content that I post that hits them where it hurts. And they're like, I'm ready to make a change. A lot of people on Facebook are not. A lot of people on Facebook are, are scrounging for clients. Let's just be real. Let's let's be real. If we're going to be 100%, let's be 100% because that's what I do, right? So part of that being a CEO is, is being authentic in your true self. It's building the right inner circle. It's making sure that you build a team so that you're not killing yourself every day. And it's about learning how to humble yourself. It really is. And I've had many humbling experiences. I've had failures. I have, we'll talk about that in another podcast. But yeah, you know, you have to, you know, you can get to a point where everybody is praising you. And, and I get that a lot. People praise me and all that. And that's beautiful. And I appreciate, thank you. I love y'all for that. But I don't let that shit go to my head. I really don't. Because just like you can get it, it can be taken away from you the next day. All it takes is one disgruntled person to post some negative shit about you and you're blocked or you're, you're blackballed or you're talked about, or, you know, my favorite, they run to private groups and they talk about people. Um, I don't know if anybody did that for me, but if they did, Hey, that's, that's on them. But I see it all the time. You know, we're grown ass women building grown ass companies. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for top notch experiences. I'm looking for life changing relationships. I'm looking for for power players so we can make mogul moves because the stuff that I have on deck for this brand for mogul chicks brand is so beyond what a lot of people can can think and it has nothing to do with coaching courses memberships ebooks digital product like some real real high level shit that we have going on that's coming up um and I ain't gonna get into all of that but I'm building a company I'm building an ecosystem, you know, and I would love to be able to bring you into that ecosystem. I decided to bring on therapists for the membership because CEOs need therapy for real guys. I wish, I wish that I had therapy when I started my entrepreneurial journey. You know, I thank you to Melissa Alaba, my cousin, Diane Desplantes, and a couple of other people who, who got me prepared or, or got me open to the idea of CEOs needing therapy, you know? And I'm so proud to bring that because I think we deal with a whole lot of complexities in our lives, especially if we have children. Now, mine is not little. My child is a grown man now, grown ass man in his own life. But a lot of you have little ones and navigating that in, in your marriages or your relationships and your children and your business and all that, that stuff can get taxing, you know, but CEO, what did I say? Heavy is the head that wears the crown. My job, my goal, not job, my goal is to lighten that load for you. Give you the wisdom and, and experiences that I've been through and have other people share their experiences as well. So I wanted to just come on here. You know, I said on Facebook, you know, lady CEO call out and you know, whatever, whatever. But I really hope that this episode has given you something to think about and help you kind of reframe what it means to be a CEO. 
and not just re, not just reframe what it means to be a CEO, but make you more conscious about some of the moves that you're making and the moves that you need to make. So with that said, I hope you found some value in this. And if you still want to fight me, fight me. That's cool. Go ahead, jump on my my um, social media, make your comments and ask your questions. But I really hope that I get to touch and affect all of you that listen to this podcast and that we grow this ecosystem. We make this the biggest, baddest MF <laughs> um, network ecosystem that we can make. You know, we got the consulting and advisory work. We got the Academy, which starts in March, the Growth Academy. Um, we got the print magazine. We got the podcast. We got the after chat. We got the streaming channels coming soon. We got the memberships. There's so many ways that I want to be able to engage you guys. There's so many partnerships and alignments that I've made that we are really seriously coming for you. We are trying to build the total CEO. So go ahead and join either set up, well, do your application to join either Launch Chicks if you're making under 500,000 a year. If you are making between 500,000 and a million in your business in a year, you can join Mogul Makers. And if you are a seven figure plus sister, look at circle.mogulchicks.com. That's the mogul circle. So that's Launch Chicks is launch.mogulchicks.com, Mogul Makers, makersclub.mogulchicks.com or the circle circle.mogulchicks.com. We have some information sessions coming up and we have our meetings coming up and trust me, you do not want to miss this. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Adrienne Graham, CEO and founder of Mogul Chicks. And this has been another Mogul Chicks chat. I want to help you build a better, more profitable company by providing strategic growth solutions, resources, mentoring, training, and access to capital. Make sure you check out the other episodes. And if you like what you hear, share the love. Pass the link on to your friends. You can find this podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Anchor, and of course, on the Mobile Chicks website. Make sure you subscribe. And if you subscribe and leave a comment on any or all of these channels, it helps other people find the podcast too. Sharing is caring. For more information about how we work with you to grow and scale your company, visit us online at mogulchicks.com. Send an email to contact at mogulchicks.com. Or you can connect with us all over social media at LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest, and everywhere else at mogulchicks. And that's mogulchicks with an X. And if you're not yet part of the Mogul Circle, if you're doing over a million dollars in revenue annually, or the Makers Club, if you're doing six figures in revenue annually, what are you waiting for? There's so much value in membership and the communities. Or if you prefer a good program or trying to move beyond startup phase, check out the Mogul Chicks Academy at mogulchicksacademy.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. Stay safe. Mogul chicks are always a step ahead of the crowd and they're always closing deals. Remember, mogul chicks make mogul moves and power plays. Your move. Now go be profitable. Bye. Mm-hmm.